Hey, voice teacher, do you feel overwhelmed trying to keep up with social media content and email newsletters and all of the things that go into running an online business? I know it's definitely a bit more than we bargained for, but here's the good news. Doing all the things is actually really easy when you know why you're doing it and you have a strategy around it. This allows you to focus on the right things and ensures that your business is actually growing and in income, not in Instagram followers. <laughs> so in this episode, we're defining and demystifying funnels. So if you've ever felt weird about funnels, or maybe you've heard about this, but you don't really understand what it all means, trust me when I say funnels are your friend. Let's dive into why. This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want? I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hey, 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 voice teacher. Welcome back to another episode of the Voicepreneur Podcast. I hope that you are doing well and that you are enjoying this beautiful day wherever you are at in the world. It is a beautiful day, even if it is raining, even if it is snowing or hailing as it does here in the crazy mountain towns of Colorado. (laughs) It is always a beautiful day. Why? Because we are alive And isn't that amazing to be alive? It really is an amazing thing. So uh, let's see. No real segue into this topic because this topic is kind of hard to segue into. It's a weird one. We are talking about funnels. We're talking about a very fancy schmancy word for an onboarding process. That's what a funnel is. (laughs) And an onboarding process is a fancy schmancy word for basically the process that someone goes through to buy your thing. That's all a funnel is. You may have heard of this term. You may not like the term. I know that for me, I've had to do a lot of mindset shifts around funnels because I've had some weird experiences with it in the past. So if that is you, I totally understand. And I hope that this episode helps kind of demystify and debunk any perceptions that you already have about funnels. So the reason why I think a lot of us actually have weird perceptions around funnels is truly because it kind of feels a little, I don't know, slimy, maybe a little manipulative, but it's not those things when you do it well, I promise. And I think that we think that because anytime that we are basically leading somebody to buy the thing that we want, it brings up a lot of discomfort for us. We all (laughs) feel a little uncomfortable pitching our product, pitching our program, pitching our thing, whatever our thing is. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sell things. And that's normal. So I think that because we have this natural discomfort around selling, we often associate a funnel 
again, that process that we lead someone through to buy the thing as equally uncomfortable. It makes us feel like we are, <laughs> like visually speaking, like an actual funnel or a tunnel, I don't know, similar things. We are trapping somebody inside of this cylinder, oh my gosh, what's the word? Cyc- cyclical, cyclical, a cylinder, uh, a-, a thing that you can't get out of. <laughs> until they reach the end, right? That's how tunnels and funnels are. Wow, my terminology is not that great right now, but you understand what I am saying. So I think because of that, we assume that a funnel is a negative thing. We don't want to trap somebody in this this thing where the only way out is through, but that's not a very helpful image. That's not something that feels good. What if instead we changed our perception of funnels to be literally just building a relationship with someone? That's all we're doing. That is all we're doing. We are building a relationship with your ideal student. And the reason we want to do this is because they need to trust you in order to pay you. (laughs) People need to trust that what you are offering them is something that is going to benefit them. So they take out their credit cards and they pay you, hoping that that is the case, right? They're not typically going to do this. And when I say they, I mean we, because we're all consumers. We are not going to do this unless we really have this feeling, a trusting feeling that we will be taken care of by whatever it is that we are buying, right? So that means all you're doing is establishing that trust. You are building a relationship with them. That is what a funnel does. It takes someone from being a follower to a lead to a paying customer or client. And it's a funnel because it's intentional in its mission. It has one job. That's why it's a funnel. There is a result at the end, right? It has one job. The one job is to get paying people. That's it. It's to convert people. Now, that's going to sound all uncomfortable (laughs) when you're like, but they're people. They're not just conversion rates. They're not just numbers. And you are super right. You know that this is all about serving and giving. Yes, of course. And business is business, my friend. We have to look at conversion rates. We have to look at numbers. We have to make sure that we are making money. Otherwise, we don't have a business. You have a hobby difference. So that means the funnel's mission is to get paying people. That's its mission. Now, the biggest mistake that people make when they are approaching this funnel, and I'm talking to voice teachers, I'm talking to business owners, coaches, I mean, the whole nine, right? It's just a common mistake that we all make is that we look at our funnel as if we're driving a car rather than flying a plane. (laughs) So here's what I mean by that. What I mean is that we tend to only see what's in front of us rather than looking at everything from a bird's eye view. We want to be looking at our business from the bird's eye view, from the plane, not the car, right? When we look at everything at a higher level, we can see why we're doing the things that we're doing. And that is going to ensure that we grow our business because everything has an intention and we are not wasting time on things that don't actually help our business grow. So it is super important that we look at our funnel as if we are 
are flying in a plane. We know exactly where we're going. We know what the result is that we are trying to get, and we know how to get there, right? So how do we do this? We start backwards. Where are you trying to go? What do you want? Well, ultimately, what we want is for people to buy your thing, right? So as you're listening to this, you can be thinking about that. What is your thing? Is it private lessons? Is it a membership? Maybe it's a masterclass, warm-up tracks, whatever. It can be anything that you want, right? Whatever your paid offer is, that is the end result. That is what we want people to get to, (laughs) right? Now we have to work our way backwards. So we ask ourselves, what do we need for them to buy the thing? We really need two things. Number one, a place for them to buy it, aka a sales page, a checkout page, just a place where that transaction happens, right? (laughs) And then the second thing is that they need a reason to buy it. And that is your job. This is where the magic of the funnel comes into play. People always need a reason to buy whatever it is that you have to offer. So it is your job as the teacher and the influencer and the business owner to make sure that they have a reason. And that means we need to address their thoughts, their questions, and their objections. This is a really good place to be writing notes if you're not already. And if you're driving, that's totally fine. Make sure to save this episode so that you can refer to it later. (laughs) But really, you want to be addressing their thoughts, their questions, and their objections. Again, we need to be building a relationship with them. You want to help them know that they are in good hands. And we do that by showing them that we can solve their problems, right? That is what business is all about. We are solving people's problems. So you got to know what their problems are. What are the things that they are struggling with, right? We've talked about this ad nauseum. And if you haven't listened, be sure to go and check out any of the previous episodes on identifying and clarifying your ideal student because that's where all of this magic comes into play. But ultimately, ultimately, the way that we do this, the way that we address their thoughts and their questions and their objections is through content. That's it. Your content is what drives them to go from knowing you, to liking you, to trusting you. That's how it all works. And without content, we're left to relying on word of mouth referrals. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You may be listening to this and being like, I have no content. I have no Instagram. And that's fine. You don't have to if word of mouth referrals are your jam. But hey, let's be real. Is that dependable? I don't know. Everyone's different, but this is really about giving yourself options here. So that might mean branching out and making some content. Now (laughs) let's get back to that bird's eye view and see how content actually fits inside of the funnel. So we want the content to lead people to your paid offer, ultimately. That's like the ultimate job, right? Again, we're always thinking about where do we want people to go? We want them to go to the paid offer. So there are three different types of content that help us do that. Number one, we have legacy content. Number two, social media content. And number three, email content. So legacy content. This is just my own terminology for how I like to think about this type of content. It's the content that you want to be known for. 
It's your legacy. It's what people will find when they Google search you or your brand, right? So this is typically longer form content, and it's usually in the form of a podcast or a YouTube video. You can think about that as an audio long form content or video long form content, right? Now, this also means that there is a commitment factor to this. You are committing to posting legacy content either weekly or bi-weekly. Can you post it less than that, maybe once a month? Yes, absolutely. But you're not going to see that fast of growth. <laughs> like, I'm going to be real, you know, if you're only posting once a month, you're not as memorable as somebody who is posting every week, right? I post on the Voice Printer podcast, this is my legacy content, every single week because it really does help. I mean, truly, it's where I get a lot of leads for the things that I offer. And I am making a commitment to you by saying, hey, I know that you are invested in listening to this podcast and, you know, paying attention to these things. And since you are invested, I want to invest in your growth and I invest in showing up for you every week. That helps build a trusting relationship immediately. So just keep that in mind. You don't have to do it every week, but holy guacamole does it really help. Now, here's the other thing. Your legacy content speaks directly to the thoughts and the questions and the objections that the people have related to your paid offer, right? This is the whole point of content. We want to address these things. That way, it is a natural thought process for them to want to buy whatever it is that you are offering. And you guessed it, you're going to be pitching what it is that you offer and talking about your paid offer in all of your legacy content. Because why not? That's what it's for, right? You want to lead people to what it is that you're selling. And if you're selling something, you should talk about what you're selling so that people know to actually go and buy it. But it's not going to feel weird because your legacy content is in alignment with what it is that you offer, right? It like makes sense. It's all feeding each other, which leads me to the next part, which is social media content. This is the second type of content that you could be using. So Here's my jam with social media content. Everybody's different, but I'm going to just tell you my jam with it. And it's really helped me in terms of my marketing strategy and just having a good relationship with it in general. Social media content is the content that you post that leads people to your legacy content. It can also, of course, lead them to your paid offer and your freebie, which we'll talk about in just a second. But this is a commercial it's not your primary source of content because think about it. I mean, even how you interact with these platforms, it's really hard to go through somebody's Instagram account and look for specific pieces of content that, you know, like helps answer or solve a problem of theirs versus going on to a podcast episode or a YouTube video. That's a heck of a lot easier to be searching for than some random Instagram post, right? It's not meant to be a primary source of content. It is actually meant to be set up as a commercial. I mean, think about how reels are. Reels are short AF videos, and so are commercials. <laughs> so be thinking about that when you are thinking about your entire funnel, right? Going back to that bird's eye view, social media is leading people to your legacy content. It also, of course, leads people to your paid offer and your freebie. So let's talk about your freebie for a second. Your freebie is going to lead people directly into the third type of content, which is email content, your freebie is what gets people onto your email list in the first place. Do you have to have a freebie? 
No. If you have big numbers, you know, you've got thousands of followers on TikTok or on Instagram, you don't necessarily have to have a freebie. Oftentimes you can just say, hey, sign up for my mailing list and bada bing, they're on your mailing list, right? But if you don't have big numbers and you want to curate your community a little bit more than just sign up for my email list, I definitely recommend having a freebie because a freebie is what starts the relationship with your followers, right? Again, a funnel is all about building a relationship. So your freebie is what bridges the gap between your followers and your leads, It helps curate your community. Now, this is important because your social media following and your friends on Facebook are not your leads. (laughs) They might be your leads, but oftentimes there's only a small percentage of them that are actually the people who are genuinely interested in what you have to offer and want to learn from and very likely pay you, right? Email is the way that you distinguish who those people are. And thankfully, once someone opts into your freebie, you don't necessarily have to be emailing them every week. (laughs) You can create a flow that works for you. Maybe you send out a bi-weekly newsletter. Maybe you have an automated sequence of months worth of emails that you have scheduled and are all ready to go. It really doesn't matter. It's however you want to do it. And don't worry so much about that part. The most important thing is that you have established some sort of relationship with email because those are your actual leads. Email is just as, if not more important than posting on social media. So to wrap things up, I want to give you a full experience through a funnel so that you can see how this all plays out and how it all leads people again directly to what it is that you sell because that is the point of a funnel it's supposed to do this automatically and really it's supposed to do this to make your life easier because that's what it's all about so let's walk through an example of how this works let's say that a follower lands on your instagram feed and they decide to follow you right they're enjoying your reels and specifically the last couple of reels where in the caption of them you are talking about your freebie and you're leading people to your freebie so they get all excited and they hop onto that landing page and they subscribe and get your freebie so now they are put on an email sequence they are considered a lead because they are someone who is genuinely interested in what it is that you're offering so much so that they are willing to give you their email address and you send them 14 emails over the course of a few months. Maybe you send that once every week or every couple weeks. Maybe you do a combination of both. It doesn't really matter. But all of these emails are pre-sequenced and they are sent out. And every email has a call to action. One of those two calls of action is going to be either you are leading people to your legacy content. And in this case, let's say it's a new YouTube video that you publish every week or that email is going to lead them to your paid offer. And that's it. Those are the only two places that your email is going to take people. So you land on one of the YouTube videos that was sent out inside of this email sequence. You get so hooked on this video's content, it gets you thinking all of the right things, and it naturally leads you to the paid offer, which you are totally sold on. So you go, you buy the thing, and you become a paying client or customer. Bada bing, there's your funnel. So do you see how we went from a follower who landed on your Instagram feed all the way to a paying client and customer, and all you did was create valuable content? That's it. 
The funnel does everything else. The funnel is thoughtful. It's helpful. It leads people directly to your paid offer, but in a way that feels natural and aligned, not slimy and sleazy, right? So here is my double dog dare. Are you ready for it? I double dog dare you. I triple dog dare you to focus more time on setting up your funnel and less time on trying to post viral Instagram reels. Because if you're spending all of your time trying to keep up with the trends and keep up with your social media content calendar, but those posts are not actually leading people to something, then what is the point? I mean, yes, we want to build relationships with them and you can totally do that without having a paid offer. Like if you're in this position right now where you're listening to me and you're going, oh my God, Allie, I don't have a paid offer. That's fine. You can post and build those relationships so long as you are equally invested in engaging as you are posting, right? (laughs) We want to be engaging as much as we are posting on those platforms. But if you want to have a funnel that works for you, you need to have a paid offer and all of your marketing, your social media content, your posts are leading people to that offer. That's how you make business happen. (laughs) That is how you make it happen. So if you want help on getting this all set up, be sure to go and check out the free training on how to build passive income. And I show you the step-by-step process that I call the scaling studio system. This is a process on how to actually do everything that we just talked about in this episode. And I promise you, it is not nearly as scary as it sounds, truly. If you want to set up a one-on-one call because you want to get straight to the good stuff and you want that customized support, go and check out the links inside of the show notes. I am opening up one-on-one spots, so I would love to chat with you more about your teaching business. As always, I am so grateful that you spent your time with me, and I hope that this episode was helpful, that it wasn't too overwhelming, but that it's starting to turn the wheels of how this online business thing actually works (laughs) so that you can truly spend your time in the places that matter. Thank you so much as always for tuning in and I look forward to catching you in the next episode and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.